This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey everybody, welcome to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio, where we are talking all things grooming with some possible laughs along the way. We are your hosts, I'm Rudy V, along with my son, Anthony Ray. Guys, I can tell you that in this episode today, it's no laughing matter. So, as usual, we might be poking some fun at ourselves, uh, but we will be discussing the ongoing problem that we have mentioned in past shows that's injuries and deaths in the grooming shop this is just the current thing happening right now uh, we really need to talk about this uh, we want to address this issue and uh, come up with some possible solutions to help better the situation we're going to talk about that and much much more when we come back on groomer humor i love cleaning the litter box said no one ever Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor, guys. Again, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with my son, Anthony Ray. And as we said up front, um, today's topic, not such a good one, guys. You know, in current events here, we're facing the problem of dogs getting seriously injured or even death at some of the grooming shops. Um, this is a big problem, guys. So we never stop talking about safety. You could check out our grooming videos. You can listen to our past shows. If you ever hear the overtone of everything we're ever trying to say, we're really trying to drive home the safety issues because again, this industry, this business requires that. It requires safety. And we've been talking about it. I've been talking about it for 20 years. Now there's just multiple platforms where we could really get it out there. And again, things are happening. Dogs are dying and they're dying because of just lack of experience, mainly, mainly. That's not the only reason, but mainly. And, uh, you know, our condolences, our heart goes out to the pet owners. I know that there was uh, just uh, most recently, there was Abby the Corgi that passed away. Unfortunately, you know, it, it was, she was like the third dog to die at this one shop in New Jersey here. So there's a problem here, guys. Um, you know, there were some others, uh, there was scruffles. There's a couple of, uh, attorneys trying to pass some laws. Now that one of them being scruffles law, we have a, a Senator Kip Bateman who is trying to pass what's called Bijou's law. It's a dog who passed away uh, a couple of years ago and, uh, Bijou's law Let's talk a little bit about that. That's uh, that's where, uh, you know, he's trying to pass a law where groomers need to be trained and licensed. 
which is great. I mean, this this is definitely important. Don't you agree, Anna? I mean, yeah. we, we've been talking about this forever. Uh, where where dog groomers need to be trained and licensed. So uh, you know, definitely a step in the right direction there, <laughs> specifically. Right. But with that being said, though, we went online just recently, pulled up some. Uh, some blogs, uh, there's a, a great veteran groomer. Her name is Diane Morial. Uh, she's over here in Jersey with us. She works at Whiskers and Tails. Um, this is a veteran dog groomer. She's been grooming for 28 years. And she made a good point. She said, well, what's it going to be? Are you going to go in, take a written test, and then all of a sudden now you're a dog groomer? I mean, what is that going to do? Not much, in my opinion. You no. Know, I mean, no, it needs to be way more than that. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be way more than that. And uh, I can tell you right now that unless the lawmakers, uh, Senator Kip Bateman, unless you start or contacting veteran dog groomers like ourselves, and maybe you have already, I'm not sure if he has, you know, I'm not sure the ins and outs as far as what uh, this senator is doing, but I would love to actually want to reach out to him. Uh, maybe we can have him on the show to discuss these matters because again, veteran dog groomers like Diane, like myself, like Vivian and John Nash of Nash Academy of Animal Arts, that's the grooming school I went to. We need to step forward because us veteran dog groomers are are the ones that really know what's going on because we know the ins and outs of this business. And part of the problem, like I said earlier, is just lack of experience. We're throwing people into this mix, into this very, very detailed job that have little or no experience. So, I mean, what do you think is going to happen, right? Right. Well, and and it's the thing is, is it's happening everywhere. It's not just here. You know, we had Amy Elliott Smith on a couple of weeks ago. She's all the way in the UK. She says it's the same exact thing over there that anybody can just sort of decide one day, hey, I want to start grooming dogs and cats and just pick up a pair of scissors and begin. There's just no regulation. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and then like you said, too, some of the regulations are a written test. That's really not, that's not enough. You know, it's okay, great. You know your breeds, great. You know, you know what size blade to use on the pads. You know, but that's not. But right. you have to do it physically, though. You need to learn and experience it and do it more extensively, at least for sure. Um, right, exactly. And 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 not only that, you have to have the the know how and the experience, which comes over years and years of doing this. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I'm still learning, and I've been grooming for 33 years. You have to know when to stop. As groomers, from a groomer's perspective, you have to know when to say no to the service. For example, like we've talked about in the past with dogs that are older. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a client. This was years ago. This was in my old shop. But I had a woman come in whose dog I had been grooming for, I would say, maybe eight years. I groomed her dog at the tail end of her dog's life. The dog got old, very old, by the last time she came in. So she came in and I refused my service because I, as a professional dog groomer and someone who has seen this many, many times, again, this is where experience comes in. I knew for a fact the dog just could not go through another grooming. So I said, no, I said, I'm sorry, I can't groom her today because she just doesn't look right. She can't handle this. She can't go through this process today. Well, lo and behold, the woman actually got really upset with me and mm -hmm. said, listen, she needs a grooming. I waited two weeks for this appointment. I'm going to go elsewhere. I literally said, I don't suggest that. And I really don't think that she should go through another grooming at this juncture in her life. Well, I heard from her about three weeks later and she left me a message on my phone 
it said that she had went to another groomer and three days later the dog passed away in the message she actually blamed me for not grooming her dog and that's why her dog died so you know think about that right <laughs> um, so again it's just lack of experience because what she did was she went to a less experienced dog groomer they put the dog through the process and the dog ended up probably having a heart attack well dogs have bad hearts i mean some breeds worse than others but so mm -hmm. dogs definitely have bad hearts but that's one of the reasons why you refuse it as a groomer when they get too old because they just can't go through it that much their hearts aren't really made for it exactly uh, so it's not just being a dog groomer and giving haircuts that's no. not what this is about this is identifying this is about being able to really look at a dog look at its condition dogs can have hip dysplasia dogs can have skin problems their ear infections back problems dislocated shoulders they could have you know abscessed teeth that are causing tremendous amounts of pain to the dog all of these things come with long time experience you only get to see these things when you're in the business for say five years 10 years, 28 years like Diane Morial or the Nashes, Joey Villani, all of the veteran dog groomers out there, myself, you only get to see these things when you are in this business for that length of time. Um, and even with that, what do you do with it? What do you do right. with it? You know how uh, a lot, in a lot of businesses and a lot of professions, people will say, Oh, you'll never see everything. You'll you'll see something new at every juncture in this career. I honestly don't think that dog grooming is like that. This is the kind of business with enough experience where you are going to actually see everything. You're going to see everything, but right. you're only going to see everything through experience, like you're saying. You'll see and and like you know crazy off the walls things. You know we've done we've groomed a, a you know a three legged dog before. You know Absolutely. now now I've seen everything. You know, but it, mm -hmm. that phrase that quote doesn't it does apply to grooming. You will see everything you'll see everything you'll see dogs of all kinds with all kinds mm -hmm. of different things uh, you know good and bad you know sicknesses or or you know whatever any anything um and but you won't know what to do without all of that experience you're going to eventually see everything and then you'll know what to do but this is de if, if there's any profession that you can't just jump into out of the blue it's dog grooming That's there's right. just too much at stake there's way too much at stake these are loved pets that's uh, right. You know, pets are family members. I, you know, it, it might sound corny, but that's how mm -hmm. every single one of our customers views it. That's how I view it. It's how you right. view it. We love it. Yeah, them. exactly. It's a great point. And, and with that being said, with such a, a high demand, with something that's so important, how is anybody and everybody allowed to be a dog groomer? Yeah. With what you just said, with us treating our dogs as family members, and they are, how is it that anybody and anybody could be a dog groomer? Yeah. And on top of all of that, it's one, it's a 100% necessity. Your dog does need to get groomed. That's uh, right. E even though at one point in its life, it's, it is going to get mm -hmm. too old where it's unsafe, but it doesn't, you know, we're talking about in, in the longevity and the big picture, grooming is 100% necessary. Your dog's nails need to be clipped. Uh, you know, your dog needs to be washed and bathed and, and groomed and taken care of, upkept. Right. And I think it should be treated as any other schooling out there. Okay. Yeah. We need dog grooming. Schools. It should, listen, if you go to vet school, if you go to get veterinarian school, not everybody is going to come out of that with right. a passing grade and go right. on to be a veterinarian. 
But yet, but yet with something so similar to what a vet does, because groomers do very, very similar things that vets do. We treat animals. We treat them for ear infections. We clean out ears. We are uh, treating them for skin problems and fleas sure. and ticks. But yet anybody and everybody could be a dog groomer. It has to be treated where, and we've discussed this in our, in our last show, where do you have what it takes show? No, not everybody has what it takes. As a matter of fact, very few people are able to really do this and do it correctly. And that's what needs to be addressed. So I, in my opinion, before any laws are changed or imposed, we need to re-identify the industry itself. Something has to be done. And again, that's why this has to be discussed. That's why we're going to reach out to people, or if you're listening to the show, reach out to us. We want to discuss how to better this industry and make it more safe for our pets the right way. The right way, not just by passing a law. Because here's here's the other thing too. And again, I'm sympathizing with pet owners, especially you guys that have just recently lost your dogs. I, we're so sorry to hear that. It breaks my heart yeah. that it happened. And, and not to say, listen, injuries happen. Deaths do happen. But when they happen, when it could have been prevented, it's a whole different story. Yeah. That's where the problem is. Yeah, that's where it is. So again, it has to be addressed because... At the same time, as groomers, we have to protect ourselves too, because who's to say that, you know, a dog's not coming into your shop with a pre-existing problem that the owner doesn't even know about. Okay. And here you are, you're, you're taking in a dog that may have heart disease or a severe back injury that you don't know about. And the owner doesn't know about, and you bring that dog to the groomer and all of a sudden, just by being picked up or anything, or just, or being lifted to shave the belly or something, that dog's back gets thrown out. Is it the groomer's fault? Is it the groomer's right. fault that this dog came in with a pre-existing condition, not knowing, trying to do his job or her job? And now all of a sudden, you know, the dog groomer, this veteran dog groomer is being brought up on criminal charges. Right. There's something wrong with that. So we have to dig much, much deeper. And I think that responsibility wise, there has to be better communication between uh, client and dog groomer, dog owner and dog groomer. And again, you're not going to learn any of this in some crash course that you take to try yeah. to become a dog groomer, you know? No, I think that the industry as a whole needs to, we need to hit reset. I think that yeah. somewhere along the line, just the industry's regulations, the outlook on the industry from people who don't know as much about it, it's gotten very skewed. Dog grooming became something that's just, oh, it's fun. It must right. be so much fun. It must be so laxed. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's like, anything but. This is a very high stress job and we've always said, and even Amy mentioned that, you know, dogs pick up on that. So now, now you're in a high stress situation every day, but us as dog groomers, you put that aside, you have to focus, you need to be okay. The dog's going to feed off your stress so you can't get so stressed. So, you know, the industry as a whole needs to be reset. I think mm -hmm. uh, it used to be a lot different. And then over the course of time, a lot more information got out there and it's just, you know, like you said, we really need yeah. to increase communication here and yeah. all come to some solutions. It can't always be blame this, blame that. And we need to right. some concrete solutions because these dogs yeah. are getting hurt now, you know, and as, we can't, as, exactly. that can't happen. As time went on, as opposed to it becoming a more serious job, it turned more into a novelty. 
job. And yeah. that's that's what aggravates me. We have turned dog grooming into some kind of novelty, and it shouldn't have gone in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to grooming school, and I, listen, I thank God every day. Again, shout out to Vivian, John Nash, Joey Villani, Nash Academy of Animal Arts. I went to the old one in Cliffside Park. I'm 1985. When I went to Nash Academy, it was headed in the right direction due to these great people. Uh, one of our founding people was a, a woman named Shirley Calstone, who actually, uh, she uh, originated the uh, intergroom. Now, with people like this, they wanted it to go in the right direction. When I first started going to Nash Academy, it was nothing but safety, safety, safety. Right. Just like what we do in our videos, table mm-hmm. training videos, clipper, spraying your clippers down, handling dogs, picking them up correctly. It was This is what you should be learning in mm-hmm. dog grooming school. You should be learning safety. You're not going to learn how to groom until you get out there and start grooming. You shouldn't come out of a dog grooming school thinking that you're a dog groomer. You're not. What you've done is you've created a mold and now you have to fulfill that mold. You know, but safety, safety, safety has to be the priority here. And again, not everybody should be a dog groomer. As a matter of fact, like I said before, as far as schooling, I remember I talked to, uh, when I went to grooming school, Again, I had the liberty of being around some really, really great, great veteran groomers. Another one that comes to mind is John Statsko. John Statsko, in our orientation class, I think it was a group of maybe 20 20 of us at the time. John Statsko said that only one of us out of that 20 people, out of those 20 people, would go on to have a grooming career past five years. I was that one. Right. I was that one. And, and that's a very I, fair assessment on his part too. That was he hit the nail on the head with that. Yes, that's right. Out of out of twenty people, one of them is likeliest. Only one. <laughs> that's right. And I'm here to say, you know, thank you. I thank these people wholeheartedly. But again, right now, currently, we have a huge situation on our hands that has to be fixed. This has to be because I can tell you right now, by passing some kind of like written test uh, or something like that, it may actually cause even more problems because now you may set a standard where people will just say, oh, I want to be a dog groomer out of the blue. All I have to do is pass the test. Mm-hmm. You know, either that or it's going to create this fear, which it is creating where people are not going to go to veteran dog groomers or veteran dog groomers are going to be scared to even groom dogs because they're going to be afraid that they're going to be criminalized because of these new laws for something that, you know, needs to be kind of honed out. It, it This really needs to be honed out. Right. And of course, the step after that will be somebody who would be a very good dog groomer in the future is going to avoid getting into the business because they're too afraid of getting exactly. in trouble and all of this. And <laughs> the world needs good dog groomers. And exactly. it's, you know, it's going to shy people who would be great at it, who do have what it takes are going to shy away from it. Right. Exactly. That's not good. That's not a good thing. No, it's a great point, Anthony. Yeah. And you know, here's the other thing too. The average dog groomer, the average veteran small shop dog groomer makes about $50,000 a year. Okay. So let's say, okay, something happens. A dog gets hurt. A dog, you know, falls off a table, which, you know, these things happen. You know, if you're going to hold this person liable, you're literally just going to put a veteran dog groomer out of business on one incident. Okay. And again, most of this stuff isn't happening in the mom pop 
stores, the veteran dog groomers. It's happening in the bigger places that are just kind of like just, uh, you know, letting people pass through, you know, as dog groomers. And again, it's, it's, it's got to be a big halt here. And, uh, you know, we have to figure out, are you, do you have what it takes? Are you a dog groomer or are you not? It's like somebody who throws a baseball. You could tell right away just by they threw the baseball. I don't know if you're going to make it in baseball, kid, <laughs> but why don't you try? Why don't you try accounting? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's the same thing, you know? Yeah. So I really, I urge people to listen to our show. Again, I want to reach out to uh, Kip Bateman. I want to reach out to other veteran dog groomers. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear what you have to say about it. Okay. Because it's just that important. I love what I do and I want to keep this industry going, but the way that it's going right now, currently, it's not a good thing. It's just not good. No, I think that that uh, I like what you're saying. We do need to reach out because we're trying to create a platform. We need to give groomers a voice and customers a voice, too, because you guys have a job to do, too. If you're a customer, you know, you love your pet. And you obviously know we don't have any uh, groomings of dogs that or cats that aren't loved. <laughs> so right. You guys all love your pets. So we need to come together. Like you said earlier, communicate. We need to, you know, hopefully in the future, we'll find a way to have proper documentation let, so that everybody knows what is going on with the dog, what can be achieved in the grooming, you know, when, you know, legitimately when the dog shouldn't be groomed anymore. Uh, there are so many things that need to be covered. It's hard to figure out where to start, but that's, but we start here. We start Start with talking, talking about it and discussing it with other groomers, with other, with customers even, you know, with anybody we can just to sort of see if we could come up with some solutions together because we all love dogs. That's the one thing that everybody has in common, you know, so yeah, Yeah, start from there. Exactly. And, and again, we're, we're trying to better this industry. And it's a good point. A lot of it does have to come from the customer too, from the dog owner. You know, you have to bring your dog to the vet. You know, you groom dogs. All that's required that we require even currently at our shop is that your dog has, you know, a rabies and distemper and parvovirus shot. Well, that's not enough. You know, again, you have to bring your dog to the vet and find out if there's any pre-existing conditions. And until that's done, then I feel that dog groomers, veteran dogs, dog groomers anyway, need to have people sign release forms, which doesn't tie them responsibly for anything as far as say, you know, uh, your dog could have a bad skin problem, pre-existing skin problem that hasn't been looked at by the vet. And all of a sudden now you're getting accused for it. Again, this has to be really honed down to some guidelines um, and it starts with the pet owner it really it starts with the pet owner if there's any heart problems hip problems skin problems etc i mean there could be a host of problems there has to be it's like a personal trainer if you're a personal trainer legally a personal trainer can't train you unless you have a good clean bill of health from a doctor Mm -hmm. okay so why should it be any different for dog grooming, you know, you have to have a clean bill of health. If there's a hip problem, if there's any kind of problem, the groomer can't be responsible for that again. So we're, we're looking at it from both ends. We're not blaming the owners. We're not blaming the groomers, you know, but we are blaming the groomers for lack of experience that is on the grooming industry itself. And that's what has to change on the grooming industry's end, you know? Yeah. That lack of experience, we need we need better guidelines, we need more schooling, we need more licensing, we definitely, so we're, we're all for it. But again, 
Is it something that is also going to hurt our veteran dog groomers out there, which that I don't want to do because like you said, there's too many dog groomers out there that are doing this for the right reason because they really yeah. truly love dogs and they're mm-hmm. good at it. You have right. to be good at it, you yeah. know? And being good at it doesn't just mean, you know, course that only took me a couple of weeks. I learned how to hold a pair of clippers. Okay, that's great. But being good at this requires mm-hmm. so much more than that. It's that's not right. even funny. You could only learn so much in a couple of weeks, you know, and, and like you said earlier, you got to see it too. You got to learn how to assess certain sure. situations. It's just, I mean, learning how to cut hair is, that's not even half the battle. That's like 30% of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I had a customer come in one time. Okay. And know what a lot of customers do is they do the thing where like right before you have to go to the dentist you brush your teeth real hard thinking sure. that you know you're gonna do a right. good job and i've done just, it i've done it everybody could admit right oh, before course. your dental cleaning you're you know you're scrubbing your teeth with sandpaper yep. mm-hmm. right well the same thing happens with dog grooming people will let their dog go too long the dog will be completely matted and they'll try to brush it out really really hard right before the dog grooming and they'll do what's called a brush burn which means you're irritating the skin so bad with a slicker brush because you're brushing one area for too long of a time and i've had people come in and i look at it and i can tell because again i'm a veteran dog groomer i know what you just did i know your dog is matted but i know you attempted to brush it out and i'll look and i'll say hey look you brush burned your dog here even point out the irritation that they caused shave the dog down i'll groom the dog and have them still accuse me of brush burning the dog right right you see so again there's that fine line everybody's going to start accusing dog groomers of everything which may not be their fault you right. know therein lies the question that's what we need to solve right right together, and again, all of us together all and not to say that what has reason what has currently happened with scruffles and abby and stuff no we're not trying to say that oh that was the owner's fault by any means absolutely not no but what we are saying is is that if we really really want to help the situation because again guys we just want to make sure that dogs are safe or as safe as they're going to be there is going to be problems there is going to be injuries and there's more now than ever because the industry has grown so much and there's so many more dogs and dog grooming shops so even statistically we're seeing more injuries and deaths but again let's address this issue to kind of just keep those injuries down you know and we need to protect everybody i think we we need to find a way to protect groomers and customers and the dogs because the dogs are the dogs are the ones in the middle who can't tell anybody hey my legs hurting a little bit please don't lift my leg like that today the poor dogs are the ones who can't say anything you're right Um, The, the dogs themselves are the innocent victims here right right you know what i mean So us human beings, we have to come up. We have to come up big here, you know, Mm -hmm. because we rationalize. We have the brains. We have to do what's right for these animals. So, you know what? Let's go to break because we're running out of time real quick here. But let's go to break and let's discuss what we think might help out and uh, come up with maybe some solutions. Right. So we're going to come back after this break on Groomer Humor. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. 
try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. I'm Anthony Ray, hanging out with my dad, as always, Rudy V. And it has been a bit of a different episode this time around because uh, topics are pretty pretty serious. We've uh, we've been discussing some deaths, some injuries in the you know that are happening, uh, especially in our area, in the New Jersey area. It's where we groom out of, and uh, some things have gone down. It's sort of uh, in the last couple of months, weeks. And um, when we left, we were talking about all of that. And now we're going we're gonna to kind of discuss a couple of different maybe possible solutions that might help a little bit. So yeah, what did you... Uh, well, right off the bat, I think that there should be schooling with a passing or failing grade. Okay. Because as it stands right now, you go to school and you automatically become a dog groomer. No, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't happen. There has to be some kind of guideline there where you actually take a course. And if you can't do certain things or you're just not good with animals or whatever teacher or professor, I think there there should be a professor. I'll be one. Mm -hmm. Okay. There has to be schooling with a passing or failing grade. You should be able to fail out of grooming school and not go on to be- yeah, that's, that's a great point because mm-hmm. I failed honor science and that's why I'm not a scientist today. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why you bathe dogs. And now you bathe dogs. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, but you can apply that. Yeah. That's the, the exact thing. Yeah. That's why I failed gym and that's why I scrubbed dogs' butts. Right. Right. Wow. You failed gym. Um, I, no, not really. It's just for the, <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the show. <laughs> show. <laughs> okay. Another thing is apprenticeship. Like what you're talking about, Anthony, you are an apprentice. There has to be an apprenticeship program. Someone needs to be weaned into this. There's no way that you should go through a three-week course and be holding clippers and scissors in your hands. No way. So you have to be part of an apprenticeship program, which again is just driving home the issue of safety during that program. I love that idea. That's my favorite one because you can start these programs. Grooming shops could choose to participate. You can, right. you know, you have a whole program here and you could get all, all the veteran grooming shops. I don't, you know, some, not everybody would be interested because just, you know, depends on how you run your shop every day, but the grooming shops that could afford the time, you can get a great uh, apprenticeship program going. You'll have so many grooming shops involved that they, you know, whoever is trying to find the apprenticeship will be able to choose hopefully one that's in their area. And uh, now they can experience all the this stuff and they can get in there, get in the door, see what goes on. And then they could start experiencing without even actually having to be the groomer themselves. And, uh, and that just helps them for the future because now they'll know what to do in That's certain right. situations. I agree hundred percent. That's a great point. So we need to create an organization. I would love to be a part of that organization. I will help get that organization going yeah. if need be, but there has to be a grooming organization where there are guidelines. There are safety guidelines where you have to be able to do this 
this and not only just do that but you also would have to just like again like a personal trainer you will also have to re-up your certificate either annually or biannually just to make sure that you are keeping up to code with safety sure. guidelines there has to be safety guidelines okay yeah. but again you have to be a professional dog groomer to know what safety the most injuries occur when dogs fall off of the table yeah. secondly is blow drying okay mm -hmm. but that's why we have so many if you go to our youtube channel grooming by rudy click on our table safety training the reason why we did those videos is because that is the most common injury in a grooming shop is a dog falling off the table yeah Along i think we have i think we have mm -hmm. two of them and that's right there's going to be more to come too because that's a whole series in itself because you could you could never know too much about table training that's it's, right so that's safety guidelines. very important safety yeah. guidelines be safe we need to bring these things to the forefront let's like you said earlier anthony let's just re reinvent dog grooming let's take care of this problem yeah there needs to be uh like you said guidelines there needs to be policies there just needs to be rules <laughs> i feel like yeah. this is a this is a big dive in kind yeah. of profession yeah. and god if, if anything shouldn't be that it's professional dog grooming these are live animals That's we're right. working with these are loved pets beloved pets mm -hmm. that right. need to be protected groomers need to be protected too and so do the pet owners because no pet owner deserves to drop their pet off for a grooming and then get that call where something happened listen they've passed that's right. horrifying that uh, is horrifying if it can you be know? avoided then mm -hmm. it needs to be avoided you know right right so we're going to talk more about this in the future because, again, this is going to be an ongoing discussion, and we're going to try to bring as much information about this in future shows. Sorry this show wasn't so lighthearted or funny, guys, but again, like I said in the beginning of the show, this one was a little bit more serious, and we really wanted to get this out there because we just felt it to be important. Yeah, we don't want you guys to think that. I know this show kind of came off a little bit very, very serious, not what you guys are used to, anybody who's listened to our show since the beginning. You know, we usually, all we do is laugh and make fun of each other and all that stuff, but we love dogs too much. We needed to talk about this today. I think that this is a very, very big issue and very, and it's a very, it's current event. It's happening right now and it just only seems to be getting worse. So we were willing to not be funny today to talk about this because we needed to. And I'm not going to sit here and laugh about no. this because you can't. It's This Absolutely is way too not. serious. And again, we do apologize for anybody who checked in today with us uh, for a laugh. But this is definitely something some, – I think this sort of trumped everything as far as, uh, you know, I don't want to be funny about this. I don't think no. we can be funny about this and, and because this is an issue. And I want to help these dogs. I want to help these customers. And I want to help these groomers too. I want to help right. this industry. That's um, right. So we had to get a little serious on you guys today. But it was necessary, I think. And our condolences go out to, you know, to Bijou, to Abby, to to Scruffles, and yeah. any anybody else who's lost a dog, you know, at a grooming shop. So, you know, again, we just want to – Address it, and we're, we're going to fix it. I believe we're going to fix it. We so. are going to fix it. If we all band together, we are going to fix it. And we just got to all take our egos out of it. Everybody's got to team up here. It's not, yep. it's not about who, who's right, who's wrong. It's just about fixing it. We need to fix it because these are innocent animals. And like I said before, they're the, the pets are the only ones stuck in the middle who don't have a say. They don't have a voice. They literally don't have a voice, so they can't tell yep. us, hey, guys, why don't we just do this? Why, why, why don't we just do that? And with it being said, let's ensure that good groomers have the opportunity to do their job and and we wean out the bad groomers because there's just way too many bad groomers. There, yes, there are bad groomers out there. Uh, that many, too many, a lot, too a many. Lot. 
a lot. There's good groomers out there and there's bad groomers out there, but you could wean mm-hmm. out the bad groomers by making this. It needs to be a more difficult profession to yeah. get started on. It's yeah, too and easy to just jump right into it. That's why I'm advocating for good groomers out there because with good groomers out there, there's going to be less injuries and less deaths. So yeah. And that's there you it. go. And then yep. that's and that's the goal. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for stopping by and hanging out with us today. Again, sorry it was a little bit more of a serious episode, but um, you know, we love our pets. We love you guys. And if you stuck with us through the whole thing, we really appreciate it. As always, we'd like to thank our producer, Mark Winter. Thank you so much, Mark. If you haven't done so already, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. That's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube.com. Leave a like, comment, share, subscribe. We want to hear from you guys. Definitely leave a comment because lately a lot of you guys have been, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you've been uh, leaving a lot of comments lately. And uh, we love that because we want you guys to ask questions. We want you guys to uh, give us some of your own um, opinions and stuff like that. So good job on that, guys. Keep doing that, please. We love talking to you guys. You could also like Grooming by Rudy on Facebook. Follow Grooming by Rudy on Instagram and Twitter. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. And until next time, take care of yourselves and your pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.